I'm always excited to see new people in the gym in January, but I'm always really disappointed as those new people quit showing up. I just wanted to give you a list of five things to do if getting active is important to you. Hey guys, it's Rebecca here with Keto Sisters. I hope you're getting your 2023 started off well and strong. And that's really why I wanted to talk to you about getting active in this new year. A lot of people set New Year's resolutions for getting healthier, for hitting the gym, for just basically getting more active and getting in shape. And as a gym instructor, I'm always excited to see new people in the gym in January, but I'm always kind of disappointed, not kind of really disappointed, as the attendance starts to sort of filter out and those new people quit showing up. I understand a lot of the reasons why they don't come back, I just wanted to come on here to encourage you to give you a list of five things to do if getting active and if getting more movement in this next year is important to you. I've been teaching fitness classes for about 20 years, been doing keto sisters, health training, coaching, and stuff like that for the last several years. And so I, I feel like I've gotten some insight that I can share with you. First and foremost, what I want you to do is I want you to stop and thank your body. I want you to thank your body for the things that it has allowed you to do to this point and the things that it allows you to do on a daily basis. A lot of times when people set resolutions, they're very negative in their mind space about their bodies. They don't like the way they look. They don't like the way they feel, you know, from stretch marks to wrinkles to, you know, a little extra weight around the middle to not fitting into your pants after Christmas. All of those things tend to be in a very negative light. And so we've got to start with a clean slate and I need you to thank your body. If you've ever had an injury, you develop a new appreciation for what your body was like before the injury. This summer, I spent a lot of it in a boot and it was a pain. It was a pain. It was frustrating. I couldn't get places as quickly as I, I liked. I was able to drive and I had to take off my boot to drive. So getting in and out of the car, running errands was just such a pain because I had to stop, put the boot on, take it off, put on a shoe to drive. When I got to the place, I had to stop taking my shoe off, put my boot on. It drove me insane. But I tried to remember to be thankful for all of the health that I had in the past because when I had an injury, I suddenly missed that health. I missed my healthy feet. I missed being able to go for walks and to not have to wear a boot. It's just a great time to just stop and thank your body and let your body know that you're thankful for just the daily activities that you can do. Sometimes in my senior classes, I ask them to bend over and tie their shoes because that is a struggle for some people. And for most of us, we just do that without a thought. So appreciate your body for what it does. That's not to say we don't want to improve our body. That's great. You're striving for better. But let's be appreciative of the health and the body that we have. First and foremost, let's just start with that. Then the second thing I want you to do is to commit to taking baby steps. That is something that we preach a lot here at Keto Sisters when people are changing their diet. We recommend they do it with baby steps. That's how our whole Real Life Keto Challenge is designed to take them through baby steps to make changes. Same thing with becoming more active. I don't want you to sign up for a marathon in a week and do it. Like it's not realistic. It's not good for you. Going from zero to 60 is really hard, but don't join a gym and sign up for every class and show up for every class for two weeks, get an injury or get too tired or realize it's too much of a time commitment that you're sore and tired all the time and then quit altogether doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. I don't want you to overdo the amount, the intensity, the difficulty, the frequency of what you're starting to do. Start off with baby steps. If you've been pretty inactive, just start by increasing the steps throughout your day, taking more stairs instead of elevators, parking further away in the parking lot, 
going and actually getting your groceries instead of having them delivered or getting a list that you just pick up at curbside. If you're at an office, getting up and walking around once an hour, maybe do a few little squats, a few little stretches at your chair, just incorporating movement into your daily routine. If you're already an exerciser, maybe just start pushing it up a notch. If you take three classes a week, maybe take four. Maybe change up your exercise, what you're doing. Mix it up a little bit. If you go at a certain speed and a certain incline on the treadmill, maybe changing those up. Maybe go for a higher incline, but slow the speed down. Maybe do some interval trainings. Just make some little adjustments, incorporate new little things without totally trying to change everything going from a couch potato to like an Ironman. Not to say you can't eventually become an Ironman or a triathlete or like run a marathon. You can do anything that you set your mind to it, but let's take baby steps to get there so we don't get injured, so we don't get frustrated, so we don't get discouraged, and so that we don't quit. So we're going to thank our body, and then we're going to commit to taking baby steps. The third thing, and this is kind of going back to the first one, I want you to be positive when you talk to yourself, and I want you to use the present tense. So don't say something like, I'm out of shape. I want to get in shape. Those might be true statements. You might be out of shape and you might be trying to get into shape. That might be your goal. But let's say I'm becoming stronger. I'm improving my flexibility. I'm increasing my endurance. Tell yourself what you're doing in the present tense and make it true. A related step for that is our step number four, avoid the comparison game. I know that can be difficult. I know if you take a yoga class and you see someone who can fold completely in half and you can barely make it down, I know that can be embarrassing. You can be frustrated. You might want to say, what's the point? I can never be where that person is. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. This is your journey. This is your time. So it doesn't matter what page someone else is on. It doesn't matter if they can run faster on the treadmill, if they can lift more weights. None of those things matter. All that matters is what you are doing and what you are becoming. Somebody said that comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that is a very accurate statement. In January, because we have a lot of new members at the gym, I always do a little more instruction, a little more encouraging than I normally do, just because I do realize that there are brand new people. And oftentimes what I do at the beginning of class is ask everybody to close their eyes. And then I ask, hey, if this is your first time in yoga, or if this is your first time in my barbell class, is this your first time taking a dance class? With everyone's eyes closed, would you just raise your hand? So they can raise their hand, and I know those people might need extra help, extra coaching, extra encouragement, but I'm not asking them to raise their hand in front of everybody else because I know sometimes you feel self-conscious. We all started somewhere. So just because it's new to you and it's not new to the person next to you, don't let that be a reason to be discouraged. Let them be an encouragement to you. Hey, that person's doing it, and that person's doing it, and that person's doing it. I can get there too. So if you're going to think about comparisons, if you're looking around at what other people are doing, let that encourage you, not discourage you. Let that be something maybe that you're striving for. If they're running longer, if they're lifting harder, whatever they're doing, let that be an encouragement to you. But don't let comparison make you get in your head and make you stop or make you question yourself. And number five, this might be my favorite. Make it fun and keep it fun. I've tried to take spinning classes. Those are those indoor cycling classes. I know a lot of people have great results with those. They love it. I hated them. Hated them. If I'm going to be on a bicycle, I want to be outside. I want to be out in nature. I want to be able to ride down a hill and just coast, feel the wind in my face, 
and not have someone screaming at me, jump up, get down, come down. I just didn't like it. Now, if spinning is your jam. That's awesome. Do it. But if it's not, find something you enjoy. It might be something in the gym setting. Don't be intimidated. Now's a great time to join a gym because a lot of other people are joining a gym. All the instructors know we have new people. The gym has extra staff on hand to help teach you about the different machines and to make sure that you have proper form. So it's a great time to try a gym. But if you know, hey, I don't like the gym. Maybe you think it's a meat market, which some gyms can be, can be kind of a dating market. You're like, I don't like that. Or maybe you just really feel intimidated by other people who are already in shape and you just don't like the feel of a gym or you want to be outside. That's okay. Just find something you do enjoy. And I encourage you to try new things. Maybe try pickleball week. Maybe pick up bowling. Maybe try golf, right? Trying new things can be very exciting for us. It creates kind of an endorphin response where we get excited. And that excitement can propel you to keep coming and to keep trying things. Now, maybe you try spinning and like me, maybe you hate it. Okay. Don't make yourself continue to do something that you hate. Try something else. Try yoga. Try Tabata. Try Tai Chi. Try CrossFit. Try anything. Take a couples dance class. If you've got a partner that wants to take dance classes with you, take ballroom dancing lessons. Those can be a lot of fun. It doesn't have to be super intense. It doesn't have to be something in a gym. It could be a church league. It could be just walking outside with your neighbor. It could be offering to walk your neighbor's dog. Maybe you don't want the commitment of having a pet. I get it. Maybe walk the dog for your neighbor. You get exercise. The dog is happy because the dog gets exercise. And the neighbor might be happy because it's a little cold. And maybe they appreciate that somebody else is walking their dog. But find something that is fun. You can make it fun by, like I said, trying something new, by mixing up your routine, maybe trying weightlifting. A lot of women have never weightlifted before because we're afraid to get bulky. You can do weightlifting and tone and develop and maintain muscle mass. We want to increase or at least maintain our lean muscle mass. And doing weight-bearing exercises, weight resistance training can be an awesome way to do that. And it can be really fun, especially if you've never tried it before. Maybe you can make it fun by just involving a friend. I know when I first started going to the gym, I had to have a friend and we would call or text and say, hey, let's meet. And it was so much more fun. Even if we were just walking the track, we had somebody to talk to. So we got to, to chat and catch up, but we were getting some movement in. And again, even though I'm a gym rat, you don't have to be. You can walk your neighborhood. A lot of churches have walking tracks. You can go to the local mall and walk around. There are groups, I'm sure, in your community you can find where you can walk. There are a lot of options to get active in your community. I have a friend who just joined a bowling league. She's having a great time. I have some students that like to play ping pong, and that's how they get active, and they're working on their balance and their coordination. They're burning extra calories because they're not sitting at home. It doesn't have to be something that's huge and daunting and difficult. It could just be little things. And if you're having fun, you're a lot more likely to come back. It's one of the reasons I love dance class. I love dancing. I love going out dancing. When we went out for New Year's Eve, I was really disappointed when the DJ closed up. I was hoping we go to like 2 a.m. If I'm doing something that I can that I enjoy, I'm going to do it for longer. I'm going to do it more consistently. So you just need to find those things, those ways of moving, those ways of being active that you enjoy. Maybe since it's the wintertime in the United States, join a facility that has an indoor pool. Swimming can be a really good exercise. It's very easy on the joints. And so you can do that. They even have water aerobic classes that you can take. Doing something fun, doing something fun and social, doing something fun, social and outside. You see how those benefits can kind of stack up and it's amazing. Another way that you can keep it fun is to reward yourself. 
maybe you'll set a goal. Hey, I want to take a walk three out of five days. And after I do that for a month or a week or whatever, I'm going to buy myself some new workout gear, or I'm going to treat myself to a dinner out instead of cooking. There are ways that you can reward yourself and set little goals, little micro goals. Again, going back to step two, setting baby steps, setting those goals and those intentions, and then rewarding yourself when you follow through. I know some gyms have saunas and they have jacuzzis and you want to go and you want to be in the sauna or the jacuzzi because you want to warm up, but you say, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to walk on the treadmill. If I walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, I'll reward myself by getting in the sauna or getting in the jacuzzi. Now, there are some health benefits to getting into the sauna anyway, but if that is something that will motivate you to go to the gym when you're not really looking forward to the gym, not really feeling it, use something to motivate you to get there. All right. So thank your body for what it's already done, what it does for you on a daily basis. Commit to taking baby steps. Don't feel like you have to become an amazing athlete overnight. Most of us don't want to be an athlete. We just want to be able to move and enjoy a long, healthy life. Speak to yourself in positive terms and in present terms. I am getting stronger. I am making progress. I'm becoming more flexible. Avoid the comparison game. Don't worry about what Sally next door or the person on the mat next to you or your sister-in-law can do or can't do. Worry about yourself and becoming 1% better. And number five, keep it fun. If it's fun, you're going to keep coming back for more and you're going to see those benefits. If you have any hints for getting active or if you want to share in the comments what you're doing to stay active in 2023, I would love to read them. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Want a simple way to cut carbs without complicated meal prep? Grab our free Fast Start to Keto kit today.